Hi everyone, I'm Dustin. I'm Anna. And we are not qualified to investigate the paranormal, but we are more qualified than... A tax specialist. That is true. Welcome back everyone to another episode, or if this is your first episode ever, welcome in. We're trying some new audio stuff out, so (laughs) hopefully it all turns out okay. We should just tell them what the problem was. What was the problem? I speak too, too quietly. Anna is so quiet. Um, (laughs) And now it looks like you speak at the same level as me, if not louder. So I think that's good. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm going to probably try to then whisper even more. (laughs) It's going to sound like ASMR. So I am actually really excited about what we're talking about tonight. This is something, this is a, uh, what's the best way to say this without giving it away? So just so everybody out there knows, I don't really tell Anna what exactly we're talking about. I give her like little things to study throughout my investigation. So while I'm going through and kind of help and writing these stories and uh, or researching these stories and then and then writing them into somewhat of a theatrical <laughs> rendition, uh-huh. I'm gathering some of the scientific things that I'm seeing, some of the uh, psychological things that themes that I might be seeing, and I send those to Anna and I say, hey, study up on these for the week. <laughs> Uh, and I do whatever job I feel I have the time or interest to do on that. And this week it wasn't much. And right. I have no clue but based that's on a- what you sent me. And that's okay because this is a podcast and that's what we do. But so I'm really excited about this because what we're going to be talking about tonight, today, whenever you're listening, is something that I have used before. Are you giving me clues? Mm, I don't know. No, not really. I'm okay. just letting you know it's something okay. I've used before. It's uh, it's There's suspense building because I really have no idea. Okay. And this is something where technology is, we're almost kind of at the uh, apex of the creation of a of a paranormal story. The apex of a creation of mm-hmm. a paranormal story. The apex of the creation of a paranormal story. This is so you. Yeah. <laughs> well, good. To put I'm... many clauses on something, and I, I get farther and farther away the more clauses you put. Oh, good, because <laughs> I don't want you to know what we're talking about. Okay. So we're going to jump right into the story. Tell me a story. Melanie and Jack were two best friends in their early 20s living in Seattle. They both loved adventure and exploring the unknown. They were also both TikTok fanatics and had started to hear rumblings of this new app that was quickly going viral on TikTok. According to the reports of influencers, this app will help you will your thoughts, both conscious and unconscious, into reality and even possibly make your dreams come true. Are we talking about the secret? (laughs) Is that the topic today? No. Okay. But it's kind of like the secret. I I gather. As more and more influencers were getting interesting results from the app while live streaming, Melanie and Jack decided it was time to try it for themselves. One sunny Saturday, they decided to try it out. They got their gear ready to prepare for their video posting, and Melanie excitedly pulled out her phone and opened the app. The first question was asked by the app. What would you like to get? Still no ideas? Uh, it's ringing a bell somewhere in the recesses of my mind. Okay. I'm not going to ask again because you're pretty. I think you're going to get it after this. Okay. Hmm. All right, Jack, Melanie said. Let's set our intention. What do you want to find today? Well, we want to travel, so let's say that, Jack responded. Okay, travel it is, Melanie answered. Then the app asked the second question. Choose your entropy source. The app gave two options quantum and pseudo. Melanie had no idea what either of these meant, but quantum sounded sexier, so she chose that. Mm. Quantum does sound sexier than pseudo. 
Oh, yeah. Do was you have it, a wait. pseudonym or a quantum nim? <laughs> it was pseudo or quantum? Yeah. What was the other? Entropy? What uh, sort of? Choose your entropy, entropy source. That sounds like choose how you want to die. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because <laughs> <laughs> some people think that this app will lead you to your death. Oh. We'll get into that. Bum, bum, bum. The app screen went blank immediately. Melanie thought that the phone had turned off or that the app had crashed or something. But a screen quickly popped up and stated that it was using true quantum random number generators to produce coordinates and prompted Melanie and Jack to concentrate on their intentions. Okay, Jack, concentrate on travel. They did so, and after a few seconds, the app popped up with a GPS location on their device. They excitedly hopped into Melanie's car and followed the directions. The device was sending them a few miles away, so they had time to record some intro and b-roll footage for their TikTok followers, as well as have some funny banter during their drive, expressing their slight skepticism on the app and its actual capabilities. As they approached their destination, they found themselves at a rocky beach. They had to park to get out and walk to reach the final location that the app was trying to take them. As they approached the dot on their maps, there was a shift in the atmosphere. Jack, do you feel like... Melanie started. Like we're being watched, Jack finished. Melanie nodded at him silently, and they continued on. The energy had just turned from jovial to trepidatious within seconds. They began to scan the area as they approached the dot on their GPS. Within a few minutes of reaching the dot, Jack spotted a black suitcase on the shore. Hey, look over there! What's that? Jack asked. It looks like a suitcase. That's our intention. Let's go check it out, Melanie responded. Right? They mm. said travel and... There was a suitcase. Mm -hmm. They cautiously approached the suitcase, climbing over the rocky surface on the shore of the river they were by. As they got closer, they noticed a foul smell. Jack glanced at Melanie, concern evident on his face. Um, Melanie, do you smell that? Something's not right. Melanie responded nervously. Yeah, I do. Should we open it? I don't know. What if there's something bad inside? After a moment of hesitation and deliberation, curiosity got the better of them, and they decided to open the suitcase. <laughs> A stinky suitcase on the beach. Yeah, so they found a stinky suitcase on the beach. They decided to open it. I don't know what I would do. Like, yeah, maybe there's like some spoiled cheese in there, but then also maybe there's a million dollars with the spoiled cheese. You don't know? Yeah, could, did they describe the suitcase? Like what it, era or they said black? It was modern. It was a black modern suitcase, okay. like a zip like a zip cloth suitcase. Okay, I'm thinking like a roller bag sort of situation. Yeah, yeah, it's a roller bag. Okay. I don't, it doesn't say that in the story, but yes, it was, if, if for anyone out there wondering, it was a roller bag, <laughs> a modern black cloth roller bag. Hey, the more detailed and vivid, the better. As they unzipped it, the foul smell grew stronger. They were horrified to discover human remains inside. Oh my God, Jack, is that? Jack responded in disbelief. We need to call the police right now. They immediately called the authorities who arrived on the scene shortly after. They explained their use of the app and their intention they had set. You two found this using an app? That's quite unusual, a responding officer said in disbelief. Surely these two were lying about their knowledge of how they found this, if not being connected to the actual murder itself. I don't know how he knew it was a murder at this point. I mean, like, I guess if there's body parts yeah, in if there's a suitcase? Like, if there's body parts in a suitcase, like, you didn't do that yourself. No. Like, if you were the body. No. That's a really, that's a Houdini trick. Well, and... You would think that you could make the inference that the body parts got there for murder, but people have been acquitted when they're connected to body parts. Okay. Or even when they confess to dismembering a body, 
they're still acquitted of the murder sometimes. But this isn't that kind of podcast. (laughs) Or is it? (laughs) Yes, officer. We never expected to find something like this, Melanie responded. Jack and Melanie proceeded to show the officer and the rest of the authorities on site the video footage of their trip and the setting of their experiment. At this point, the authorities started to believe them as the evidence was clearly pointing to the app as the way that these kids found the body. The officer said, Well, you did the right thing by calling us. We'll take it from here. As the investigation unfolded, Melanie and Jack couldn't shake the feeling that their innocent adventure had led them to uncover a terrible secret. The app had taken them on a mysterious journey, one they would never forget. Mel, do you think we should keep using this app? Melanie hesitantly responded. I don't know, Jack. I I just don't know. Mm. <laughs> and that's the end of the first story. Of the first story. Mm. Do you know what the app is? No. This is the Randonautica app. Oh, you yeah, you told me about that when it came out. Yeah, I used it a couple of times. Uh-huh. And so it I used did to not do a- bring you to any body parts that... No, I well, I never set my intention. I don't know. I guess travel is a pretty benign intention. Yeah. Most of my tension, uh, my intentions were inspiration. Like I just needed to like take a break from work. I was doing mm-hmm. a lot of creative writing at the time, and I just mm-hmm. needed to take a break. And I was like, I need inspiration. Mm-hmm. And so, I, and then I also only did like walking area, like walking distances, because you can set the radius on it. Anyway, bef- before I talk about what you can do with it, um, first reactions to what I just read you. First reactions. Uh, coincidence. Okay. That's my first reaction. A very, very, very unfortunate coincidence. Right. And so they started doing this. This couple started doing this because they had seen so many other TikTok videos where people had intentions that they set and then something happen and we'll i'm gonna go through like a rapid fire of these because okay. there's so many out there okay. like so many now there's like top 10 list of like the creepiest things or the weirdest things or the most you know the, the things that give proof to you know randonautica pseudoscience and and how it works mm. um we're not going to get into that first part quite yet uh i'm actually going to talk to you about how the randonautica app works i would love to hear that okay or, I'm sorry, how they say it works. I think that's the more important thing. You're going to regale me with pseudoscience. I'm going to regale you with pseudoscience, and then I'm going to regale you with regular computer science, because this has a lot to do with that. Oh, that sounds boring. Yeah, too bad. <laughs> the Randonautica app is designed to inspire adventure and self-discovery by generating random coordinates based on the user's intentions. The app uses a quantum random number generator to produce coordinates, which are influenced by the user's thoughts or desires, creating an element of synchronicity. Say that again. The app uses a quantum random number generator. I'm I'm sounding like that because I I can't say quantum random number generator (laughs) without talking like that. Quantum random number generator. Quantum random number generator. Okay, I did it. There you go. Uh, the app uses a quantum. <laughs> the app uses a quantum random number generator to produce coordinates, which are influenced by the user's thoughts or desires, creating an element of synchronicity. Okay. 
The app uses a quantum <laughs> random number generator to produce coordinates, which are influenced by the user's thoughts or desires, creating an element of synchronicity. Yeah, I heard that. I heard three things in that. The first, you're gonna have to tell me what they mean by quantum random number generator. Good, because I have a whole explanation. That's for what that. I thought. And then the the second part being to generate coordinates, which is pretty sim- straightforward to me. But yeah. then the third part of based on the user's thoughts, thoughts or, desires. or desires, which is the the paranormal part Mm -hmm. and then to create synchronicity Mm -hmm. which is such a buzzword for like nothing creates an element of synchronicity okay it's like synergy um synchronicity is pretty specific specific to time yeah specific time time or location okay you're right i was thinking synergy which i've used before but Randonautica's co-founder, Joshua Lengfelder, describes the app as a random number generator with a built-in feedback loop. He emphasizes that the app is not magical, but rather a tool to help users think differently about their surroundings and explore the world in new ways. It's like a video game in real life. It's like a breadcrumb trail that you don't know where the breadcrumbs lead. So it's not magical, but it's based on their thoughts. I guess because you put in some thoughts. You do put in some thoughts. You answer some questions. The app's users, called randonauts, are encouraged to set an intention before embarking on their journey. And some believe that their thoughts can influence the outcome. According to Mr. Langfelder... (laughs) I cannot get this guy's name Mr. L. According to Mr. L, the human mind does have an effect on reality, but it's very subtle. Randonautica aims to encourage exploration and curiosity, breaking the monotony of everyday life and inspiring users to step outside their comfort zones. By providing unexpected and meaningful experiences, Randonautica has gained significant following with users sharing their stories and experiences on social media platforms. These stories range from eerie encounters and unexplained phenomena to heartwarming and uplifting moments, showcasing the app's abilities to inspire a wide range of outcomes and experiences. Cool. Yeah, and it is actually pretty cool. Some of the things we're going to talk about aren't negative. Some Mm -hmm. of the experiences we're going to talk about are maybe serendipitous is the word that Mm -hmm. is eventually going to come out of this whole thing, but uh, in a good way. Surprising in a good way. That's what serendipitous means, right? Does it? I was just hoping we could... We might need to look up the actual definition of that word because I know what sure I feel what it like it means, but I, in my mind, it's just like a yeah, happy coincidence. Right. Happy coincidence. Anyway, so real quick, in the last story that I read, mm-hmm. it asked her pseudo-random number generators or quantum. Actually, it just asked pseudo or quantum, right? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about pseudo-random number generators and why they're called pseudo-random number generators. Computer random number generators, often referred to as pseudo-random number generators, are not truly random because they rely on deterministic processes and algorithms to generate numbers. In essence, PRNGs are designed to simulate randomness, but their underlying nature is inherently predictable. That was a lot of words. That said a lot of things. Basically what that means is that, and and I know that this sounds really boring, but you should know that pseudo-random number generators are basically the like the building blocks of most things we do with encryption. Mm. So modern day encryption uses pseudo random number generators Mm -hmm. as well as they attempt to be as non-random as possible. Uh, But there's still algorithms that are used. As non-random? They're random to an extent, but they still need to use a seed number. Yeah in order to start. Sometimes that's by the system clock. And if you think about it like that, then it's like, well, the system clock is going to be set either by calling out to a server on the internet that has the atomic time Mm -hmm. or by using a time called epoch time 
which is something that old computer people use, <laughs> such as myself. People who use old computers or no. old people. <laughs> so Epoch Time, I think, is January 1st, 1970. It's uh-huh. the number of seconds that have gone by since that time. It was kind of like an original way to keep things in, uh, keep things synced before there were servers to call oh, out. It's to. like the BC and AD of computers. I don't know when Christ was born in computing, but sure. Right. <laughs> okay. The birth of the computer. Is that what you're saying? No, the computer was invent. I mean, I mean, depends on what computer you're talking about. But computer oh, was around sorry. in the 1950s. I miss. I can. I guess the Turing machine was probably you know. Pro- mm-hmm. It's probably you know arguable that that was the first mm-hmm. computing it was a mechanical computing machine but it still was a computer gotcha so there's no not true random not true random mm-hmm. but let's talk about quantum random number generators which is what this app claims to use randonautica's quantum random number generator is the core component of the app that generates coordinates for users to explore based on their intentions The concept behind the quantum random number generator is rooted in the field of quantum mechanics, surprise, surprise, which studies the behaviors of subatomic particles and the phenomena that occur on the smallest scale of the universe. (laughs) The smallest scale, like, of the universe has changed, like, 30 times, by the way, since the inception of physics. But anyway. In quantum mechanics, events and properties are inherently probabilistic, meaning that they occur within a certain degree of randomness. This randomness can be harnessed to generate truly random numbers, which are considered to be more random than those produced by classical random number generators that rely on deterministic processes such as computing algorithms. So the idea here is that on a quantum level, there is true randomness. Randonautica uses a quantum random number generator to produce coordinates within a user-defined radius, ensuring that the locations are truly random and unpredictable. The idea is based on the concept of observer effect in quantum mechanics, which suggests that the mere act of observing or measuring a system can change its behavior or properties. Mm-hmm. That's While, interesting. That's a that's in the behavioral sciences. Mm-hmm. While the influence of human intention on the quantum random number generator is a matter of debate and may be quite subtle, the app's primary goal to encourage its users to explore its surroundings in new ways and to break free of their everyday routines. Blah 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 blah. Basically, what this is saying <laughs> on the quantum level, shit's crazy mm-hmm. and is truly random. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a computer doing it or, or any computer that we know of, right? And so it's you can truly get random numbers from that. The now, quantum level, is that just where atoms are bouncing around? It's even below that. Oh. It's the it's the subatomic particles. It is sub, subatomic. Yeah, okay. subatomic particles that are actually making up, a, making up atoms, making up our physical universe. And that's why we know less about it than the atomic level. Like every smaller level we get to, we know less right. and less about. Like the, the level, like the depths of the ocean or the distance of the universe. We've never seen it before. We've only calculated it with mathematics. Yeah. That's how like new this okay. is. And so the idea here is that by you thinking about something, you are influencing the quantum random number generator that is generating your coordinates. Mm-hmm. It does just made me think about the lottery. What? People picking numbers in the lottery. Does that have an impact on the lottery? No, because that's not a pseudo-random quantum number generator. That's a bunch of balls bouncing around. <laughs> and actually, there have been people who have hacked the lottery because they've noticed, they originally noticed that the balls in the lottery uh-huh. were not like produced by like a standardized process. Yeah. And so some of the balls were heavier than others. So they noticed that certain numbers were being picked uh-huh. week after week more uh-huh. so. Than, and there were people who actually made money off that. Yeah. So it's not, wait, I, I, again, I'm coming at you with just 
what lay people think of as random number generator. Right. Like that's the original that's the, the bingo machine around. version. Like this is random because it's all the it's all the possible basic, you know, era, is it Arabic or alphanumeric, whatever the whatever the number system we use is it. We use Arabic numbers. Mm-hmm. So that's not r- truly random, even if the world balls were all absolutely right. Identical. So there are always things in our physical world, um, especially producing those things back in the seventies or whenever they first started. Mm-hmm. People who are producing, like if you're if you have a manufacturer who's making things like ping pong balls or you know whatever they use for bingo, there's going to be slight inconsistencies in the process. There's going to be slight inconsistencies in the materials they use. Even the ink on the numbers on the ball. Right. And so after a certain amount of time, there are going to be patterns, right? Maybe that happens on the quantum level, but so far from what I've been able to read, they haven't found that yet, right? It's like truly randomized numbers, truly randomized results. It's hard to, yeah, it's hard for me to imagine it as numbers. And that's where I get a little confused. Like a quantum random number generator does it assign numbers to the subatomic particles? It assigns numbers to the readings of a particular quanta or qubit. Like a space where they will uh, then see a and measurement. They can't, quote, see it. How do they how do they measure it if they can't see it? They measure it with mathematics. <laughs> These are all formulas, estimations, calculations. Yes, but um, I will say that they have been able to isolate quanta within certain materials and that's where the whole qubit thing comes in okay that's where a unit of measurement comes yes. in because otherwise i don't understand how mathematics could even have a basis it's like again we use arabic numbers if this is creating an entire different entirely different measurement unit they have to at some point have observed that right or quantified it based yeah, on have. an observation and they have okay. via yes okay got it they're currently doing that and um, quantum supremacy is a word that you'll probably start seeing a mm-hmm. lot more of in the media. Oh boy. Um, that is basically how many qubits people have gotten, a, you know, have, have gotten a quantum computer up to. Oh. So right now it's like a quantum computer can't really do anything. Do we have a, do they have an, and this might be like asking how much of the universe do we know about if we can't know there's more of it, do, but do they have an estimation of how close, how far along in the process they are? understanding understanding what the you said the sub the quantum level they only have a tiny bit of it sort of mapped out one of the things i talked to you about or i told you that you should study up on is the um oh, what's it called i don't remember the name of it the Jungian. yeah i didn't know what that was i just found that in some I other stuff but but hold on look. a second what i'm talking about right now is the 1998 pair experiment Okay, so there's two things. Um, one is the Global Consciousness Project. So this was a group of universities and researchers who had run random number generators, pseudo-random number generators on computers running all the way around the world, and they would compare results. They would compare them to um, events in human history. So like 9-11, all of a sudden the random number generators started doing something funky. You told me about this. Yeah, and so the idea here is that humans influence like like a group of humans kind of thinking about the same thing would influence pseudo random number generators mm-hmm. right so then there was the pair experiment which is, which is the uh princeton engineering anomalies research and so this kind of went out to test that theory um this was actually in the 70s where it started that um basically that human intentions could have an effect on number generators 
And so this just ended in 2007. It wasn't that long. Well, I guess it is kind of like a long time ago mm-hmm. now. But I think that there's been, and, and I haven't, I didn't get to do research on this, but I think there's been enough research to kind of, I don't want to say disprove, but kind of be like, this was kind of pseudoscience to begin with. And there isn't really a good way to measure this yet that we know of. Those kinds of events. Right. Or the people having influences on random number generators. Number generators. Yeah, see? It's hard to say. Uh, it, yeah, when you <laughs> think about it too much. Yeah. Um, the I think, I don't know, both. Yes, what you said. Okay. I, I haven't looked into those bodies of research, but the the latter seems like you could design an experiment on that and repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. Yeah. And I don't know if you I mean, they, could find anything or replicate the findings, but it seems like you could design a study like that. Now with global world events and people influencing them, that we, it's not necessarily pseudoscience, but it's definitely uh, pseudo experiments because you can't control the var- all the variables. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I think that's where they finally landed on that. They were like, there's too many things going on right now. We really can't pinpoint it to human intention. Yeah. You know, there's so many other things going on in the world. Okay. So <laughs> when you're talking about like huge level events like 9-11 affecting thousands and thousands and globally millions of people in ripples, how do you, what are you measuring? Yeah. How yeah. do you isolate the yeah. cause mm-hmm. if there even is a single cause, which yeah. probably there's not. There's probably multiple causes. And yeah. and what was the, what what's the effect we're talking about with that example? Uh, the effect is human intention affecting random number generators. Okay. And you said events like 9-11, the I, number generator. I was just saying like, like large events in history. I think it was turned off by 9-11. Oh. But like things, something like that would have set this thing off. Okay. It's like stock market crashes in the 80s and stuff mm-hmm. like that. We're setting this thing off. So this thing's just like doing its thing and and a hu- and an event happens out in the world. That's I, I don't even and know. And all what... of a sudden the number generators get syn- synchronous. Yeah. The random number generators get synchronous. It's interesting. I don't even know what to call that kind of design of a study where you're lab based. It's almost like the intersection. No, I did not. No pun intended of laboratory based true experiments and the real world. Yeah. I mean, with computers, mm. it's a pretty controlled environment. Yeah. Right. And if you're talking about the same code, the same program that's running on the same hardware, just in different parts of the world, and they're generating random numbers, and all of a sudden they start generating the same numbers, mm-hmm. what's causing that? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's funky. Mm-hmm. But also, that's they're called pseudo-random number generators for a reason, which we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that quantum random number generators are supposed to break that. Anyway, we're talking a lot about random number generators. <laughs> we should really get back to what we're talking about here, which yes. is the ability of human intention uh, within an app on your phone uh-huh. uh, or to be able to send you someplace based upon your intentions. Okay. And I mean, so, I think we started to talk about can human intentions uh, impact events yes. at, at a computer, a computer based event. Right. So that's this. And, and if you read the Randonautica website, they base, they're like, this is based off the pair experiment. This is based off okay. of like the global, you know, randomness experiment. Mm-hmm. All of these things are like, the, they're like, they didn't take it far enough. We're taking it farther. Right. Okay. For your entertainment. Right. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to go through a, kind of a mix of the top 10 stories that have kind of come out of this that people think are impressive. Mm. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to start with the title. I'm going to tell you what their intention was. And then I'm, going to, I'm going to tell you like a really quick sentence on what experience they had. I'm so excited to hear. Okay. The first one is abandoned hospital. Their intention was something spooky. And their experience was, a user was led to an abandoned hospital where they felt an ominous presence and heard unsettling noises, including footsteps and whispers. <laughs> you want my responses by each one? No, no, no. no. no, no. Oh, I'm I don't just... know. If you have something to say, say it. Haunting? 
ha- haunting what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Haunting? Yeah. That was your response. <laughs> That's what they would say. This place was haunted, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I guess they asked for something spooky, and that was spooky. I'm not sure if they said that something was haunted. I guess they said they felt an ominous presence, but okay, that could be. Anything. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that it was haunted. That's the first thing that comes to my mind. Number two is mysterious suitcase. Their intention: finding something unusual. Their experience: a user found a strange suitcase in the woods filled with old clothes and a rusty knife. Creepy. Yeah, that's that's more spooky. And they, they were their, their intention again was what? Finding something unusual. Okay. Number three is the vanishing dog. Their intention was unknown. I guess they didn't want to tell anybody what they were looking for. Their experience was a user encountered a dog that seemingly vanished into thin air in a neighborhood, leaving them with an eerie feeling. They saw a dog and then they didn't. Yep. And and then they felt strange about it. Are you sure their intention wasn't, quote, the unknown? Maybe their intention was vanishing dog. <laughs> I want to see a vanishing dog. That's sad. Number four is the faceless man. Their intention was encountering something supernatural. And their experience was meeting a faceless man in the wooded in a wooded area who stared at them before disappearing. Mm-hmm. How did he stare at them without a face? <laughs> Good oh, point. crack that what? wide open. How do, well, you mean he? <laughs> you can't even say he faced them because what? he didn't have a right. face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was standing in their direction. <laughs> he appeared to be. Number five is mysterious crying. Their intention was also unknown. Their experience, a group of friends heard a woman crying in a remote location, but found no one with a crying seemingly following them as they left the area. Okay. Okay. So like I said, there are going to be some good ones in here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sure. So far we're getting the the same themes we're going to probably talk about in so many episodes, but I will have better ways of describing them each time. Better and better. Oh, good. Number six is sign to keep going. Their intention was a sign to continue pursuing their dreams. Their experience, mm-hmm. a user found a location with a literal sign that said, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's okay. nice. Okay. It's nice, right? It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you can find inspiration. <laughs> How many stop signs do you think he came to before? <laughs> <laughs> is this like a city, like a street sign? Keep yeah. going? Keep going. Like a construction sign. I I don't know. These are so vague. I didn't watch these. Literally faceless vague. I, I'm going to post both of the articles that I got these from. Please do. In the show notes. Mm-hmm. So please, please read those and, and watch them. Um, because again, most of these are TikTok users. So they're mm-hmm. like posting them as they're doing them. Number seven, romantic garden. Their intention, finding a romantic spot. Their experience, a couple using the app discovered a beautiful garden with a heart-shaped gate. That's nice. That's wonderful. Number eight is pandemic hope. Their intention, seeking a sign of hope during the pandemic. Their experience, a user stumbled upon a tree decorated with encouraging messages. Yeah, yeah. Field of sunflowers, intention unknown. Experience, a group of friends found a field full of sunflowers, lifting their spirits during a difficult time. Lovely. And last but not least is lakeside solace. Their intention was finding peace and reflection. Their experience, a user was led to a peaceful spot by a lake, providing them with solace and reflection during a period of personal struggle. Mm, solace. What, what am I saying? So, Sol- Oh, like winter solace? Solstice. Solstice. <laughs> I was mixing solstice and <laughs> yeah, solace. 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 That's, I think that's the pronunciation. Okay. 
Solace. Solace. They were finding some shoelaces. They were finding the... solaces. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just going to leave that in there because I'm too tired to go back. Oh, and I, yeah. I don't record know. Anything. I just... Thoughts. Thoughts. So, Thoughts all together on yeah. like with that. So first of all, let's talk about the first story real quick. Okay. I probably should have brought this up. That story led to an arrest. That was a murder. Good. Not that there was a murder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great a murder fantastic uh, yeah, again this is not that kind of podcast but yeah you we talked about it. it's nice when paranormal stories that relate to deaths um actually have some justice involved yeah and so kids found the body they were freaked out the the guy who wrote randonautica reached out to the kids to mm-hmm. make sure they were okay and said hey no in no way shape or form was this hard you know mine or my company's intention you could see it as a cover your ass kind of thing but i think he actually did it because he was worried about the kids and he was kind of like i don't like finding a dead body isn't a fun thing for anybody yeah and i'm sorry my app caused that to happen yeah but please keep using it you know <laughs> yeah. so there's two things so and two it's good interesting things. For, with that one because they didn't put in spooky creepy you know right they, travel travel and who knows like that's i think that's where like the unconscious part comes in like what were they really thinking about like because they're watching all these tiktok video people who are like and i watch some of them too there are some people who cannot control their emotions. Okay. There are some dysregulated jumpy. people. Jumpy. There are some jumpy people who are mm-hmm. like, I want to see murder. I want to see death. And so this this uh, oh. TikToker like drove by and saw a man lying down in a ditch. <laughs> I don't think she stopped to check if he was alive or not. Mm-hmm. But she drove away and she just recorded herself crying about the experience. Yeah. So obviously causing some people to stress. And then there are some spooky things too. Yeah. One person went to a, they wanted to have a supernatural experience. They went to a place and there was a person walking on the street. But when they looked at their backup camera, the person didn't show up on the backup camera. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of supernatural and scary, right? It was. Yeah. Uh, to them it was yeah they were really freaked out by that uh-huh. you know how i feel about electronics they fail all the time that yeah. not, doesn't scare me at all uh-huh. um that's just your lens was probably dirty or something else was, was going on mm-hmm. and so and it's and, and and then another thing to, to think about is the context of the time context here so this is during the pandemic this thing is released so you've got people who are sick you've got you know people uh who have family that's dying friends that are dying yeah. um you know just hearing about death all the time yeah um, they're trying to get out of the house, so they're using cool apps. It's kind of like Pokemon Go, right? Yeah. But you know, you're you're kind of setting your own intentions as the Pokemon you want to capture, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's just sending you to random places. It's kind of a cool. It, it is. It's it's like geocaching. It's a really cool way to kind of explore your world. Yeah. I think the claims that they make, based in in pseudoscience and maybe some actual science about the way our minds interact with our physical world on a quantum level mm-hmm. we just don't know enough about it yet for <laughs> making those claims and they kind of say that they're kind of like yeah this is this is something that we don't know enough about but we believe that it works right so now there's like now there's like a level of belief coming yeah. into the science yeah which is interesting i guess it's okay to believe in a theory right that's okay but it's not it's not scientific <laughs> okay so here's the thing i don't i think if you have an intention for an adventure for something that you want to experience mm-hmm. You don't need an app to have any of those experiences happen. You just need the secret. <laughs> you, you just want you like you said. You say I need some inspiration. I'm going to go on the internet to find it. But if I if I want inspiration, I want to go out of my house to find it. I will, and it's something called tip. You know, in more lay terms, is the self fulfilling prophecy. I got to be honest. Every time I've used the app, it's never worked. Th- that was 
that's the other piece. So there are a couple of things that come to my mind. The first is self-fulfilling prophecy, which I will explain and then talk a bit about how it's the same thing we've been, the themes of expectancy that we've been talking about. The other piece is the amount of not accounting for all the times that the app doesn't work, work, quote unquote, but all the times that people found nothing in the destinations that they went to. How many times does that happen? That's a good question. I don't like watch TikTok enough to, or at all, well, is, even. To does know. the app collect data when people, do people report back to the app about their experiences? I don't know, but we'll find out. Yeah. Because one of the things I want to do is take this is on use the road. It. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do an investigation. So we'll find out. We'll, yeah. and, and we'll talk about that later. But, but that's but, still just going to be one data point. And, right. And that that's the problem with anything like this, where if you're selling something, you're just going to collect the examples that you need to sell your product. It's like when you put a review in on a product with the with the manufacturer, they can choose whether they're going to publish that or not. The interesting thing here is, though, they're not doing, unless this is some kind of really genius guerrilla marketing campaign, Yeah, they're not the ones who are pushing it. It's the users who are pushing this. On TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not TikTok. I know that I, I did watch like one um, edition, inside edition. Uh, the reporter was like a TikTok app known as Randonautica. And it's like, it's not a TikTok. It's app. not a, it's TikTok a, it's a standalone app. app. But anyway, yeah. uh, well, it's stand- is an app. <laughs> it doesn't right. make, doesn't make apps. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a standalone app that you can download on Google uh-huh. or uh, Google Play Store or on and, what do they call the app store. And so you didn't find a collection of TikTok users who are posting their very boring outings. On Randonautica. I didn't look for boring Randonautica. I didn't search for that. Yeah, we don't. Because yeah. <laughs> when you're looking for something, what do you look for? You don't look for the absence of something. It's just not how our day-to-day lives, we're not looking for, tell me all the times this recipe doesn't work, you know, or like, give me a recipe that isn't going to work. We look for what we want to find. We In science, we call it confirmation bias. When you only account for the variable, the data points that are of interest to you or of toward the thing you want or toward your hypothesis. Um, and it's a fundamental bias and it's a problem with research. It's what we forget is that we all do it in our lives. We say, I want something and then we look for it. It's called self-fulfilling prophecy because I'm probably going to find it because I'm then biasing my mind to look for the thing that I want. So if I want to buy a keyboard on Amazon, but I don't look for not keyboard. (laughs) I mean, I don't think that that's, yeah, like you don't, (laughs) you don't do that. Why would anybody do that? Right. Why would we go around our day and... But it, if I'm researching for a podcast and yeah. I want to look for not the thing that I'm looking for, why would I do that? I think what you're trying to say is if I use the Randonautica app 10 times and one time it worked, yeah. I would only talk about that one yes, experience. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. These users, that might just be there one time and that, then great. They had a hit. You know, it hit on what they were looking for. But you, you told me people, the ones that were an unknown and unknown intention, then that supposition that your intention is influencing what happens, that's missing. Right. And I just might not have gone deep enough on those articles to like, I probably mm-hmm. could have clicked and actually watched the TikTok videos. Mm-hmm. And I did watch some of them. But I mean, again, there are hundreds, if not thousands of these videos out there where yeah. people have set their intention and they do it live, you know, quote unquote, yeah. live on camera. So it's like they're actually going through the motions of thinking about something and then ending up someplace else. And again, the reason why <laughs> I guess we should probably should have said this at the beginning, this is a paranormal podcast. And the reason why we're talking about this as something paranormal is because in this instance, where these people found a dead body, it could be said that something paranormal happened there, right? Also, we don't truly know if this it's, this is still kind of by definition paranormal because it's not normal. It's a beyond normal, right? This to is find beyond, a dead body? 
Um, to find That's a dead body by to find a dead body uh-huh. by using an application that uses a quantum pseudo random number generator. I, but you could remove all of that and you could say these people took a walk on the beach and they found a suitcase. Whatever got them there or whatever reason that they did it, it doesn't cause the suitcase to appear. The suitcase was like down on the rocks. Like it wasn't like, it's not like a beach like you would think of a beach. It's mm-hmm. like a beach like in Washington. So there's mm-hmm. like like rocks that kind of go down there. And okay. it was just kind of on the shore of the rocks. I don't think they would have gone down there if they wouldn't have had that pin in the on the GPS. So like if the they were just walking, location. I don't, yeah. Oh, it's that specific. I think it was that specific. Okay. That's that's interesting. Right. It still doesn't mean that it caused that to happen or that the app quote knew no, that that was there. Right. Like it's it's what we call a coincidence. It's just a very very interesting coincidence. And what we're missing are all the times that that particular geolocation didn't have anything interesting at it. Yeah. But even if it didn't, a field of sunflowers, people will find meaning in that. And this is another thing that we you can call it confirmation bias, but you can also call it emotional reasoning. Like if I wake up grumpy, I'm going to find reasons to be grumpy. Hmm. If I wake up happy, I'm going to find reasons to be happy. If I leave the house with an intention of finding something inspirational, I probably will. Because this world is really interesting. There's all sorts of stuff out there and you will interpret what you find to fit your intentions, your desires, your biases, your emotions. Most days. There's only one data point, right? And sure, it worked. I don't even think it worked for these kids, right? <laughs> <laughs> Technically, well, it didn't they were looking to travel? Well, they did travel. They were they were walking. They were taking a walk. I don't know. What, what, were they hoping to find a boat? <laughs> get in this boat. Get in the water. I don't know. Yeah. And I, they might have been lying about their intentions too. Like maybe they were. Yeah. Really, like well, they did that's... put in like death or supernatural or ghost or something or, like that or anything. And then after the fact, you can. That's the other pieces. After the fact, then you can post justify or you know retroactively explain what you did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's what's coming to my mind with it. Yeah. Again, some of the things that I pulled out just by looking was obviously the pair experiment. Yeah. The consciousness and the interaction with the physical world. That was a big thing. And so is that, is that possible? I mean, we're already, we're again, we're, you and I are not, not physicists, but we've talked a bit before about the possibility of quantum things happening. <laughs> and this is like, I'm so unqualified to talk about that, but isn't it true that we, we are all carbon based, got all that stuff going on. We've got electricity, we've got atomic events happening, yeah. subatomic, we're electrical, chemical, mechanical beings. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the things that's talked about in that one article I sent you and I've also read that I read this recently too. I mean, it was like two years ago. I shared it with you um, when I was kind of deep in the quantum computing stuff. The study that basically found that the receptors of our on our synapses, like on a quantum level, mm-hmm. we have quantum level receptors, mm-hmm. right? Which would be indicative of our body interacting with the universe on a quantum level, which yeah. isn't that shocking. Right. Like, of course we do that because it's part of our physical world and we're part of our physical world. Yeah. But I think knowing that the human body has something on that level that directly connects to our brain. It's in our brain. Yeah. yeah. From what what the basic components of the neuroanatomy that I understand and teach about, this is going even lower level to more of the neurochemistry than I go into with my students I've taught. So from what I gather, they're really talking about the subatomic potential at the mitochondrial level and within each brain cell. So it isn't even that there are quantum receptors, it's that there are quantum level events happening potentially within each brain cell. Right. 
I don't know. I'm, well, but no, but that's going to happen, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. If anything, <laughs> any piece of matter is has, doing something. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what I look at. Like, yeah, there are subatomic things happening because we have matter. We are made of matter that has that matter happening, and it's so cool to think that it's happening in our brain cells, just right. like it happens in our gut cells and our. <laughs> Well, and the other weird thing about quantum mechanics is something called quantum entanglement, which basically means that two particles that inter- interact with each other are forever kind of linked throughout an unknown force, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that uh, what they call quantum spins, like that's like the measurements they do, kind of similar to what I talked about with polarization of light. Um, the quantum, uh, how, they, how they measure it, uh, if one starts, and, and they call it, just call it quantum spin because it's that's like the best word we can kind of think of to come up with for what it's doing. Mm-hmm. But if, if two entangled particles, uh, if one starts spinning one way, the other one will start spinning the same way, mm-hmm. no matter how far they get in space. And also it's an instantaneous interaction. So the Chinese, I don't know if it's a gov- Chinese government or Chinese scientists or Chinese academics actually had two quantum entangled particles and they shot one into space mm-hmm. and they were able to measure the spin in space and they were able to mani- measure the spin on the gra- ground and manipulate spin on the ground mm-hmm. and they manipulated the spin on the ground for the particle on the ground and the one in space started doing the same thing and it did it faster than the speed of light that's so, so cool. we already know that and, and that's another thing that you're going to start hearing too is the quantum internet that's another kind of big thing that's coming out because we literally have now a wireless internet wireless communication means yeah uh that's faster than speed of light mm-hmm. and also that can hold more data than anything that we currently have with classical computing mm-hmm. it's really really interesting stuff and really cool stuff but again it, it's so complicated to talk about because it just doesn't act the same way as anything else that we've been taught in high school uh grade school or high school and even in college you know like yeah. unless you're unless you're a physics major you might have taken a quantum quantum theory course or class it's so cool the i the the idea of of the connections between matter that are very far apart that that idea that there's something happening that isn't an invisible force a wireless connection and i think that that's what these stories people are so inspired by that idea that they will you know put into a computer that they're interacting with this quote quantum random number generator that then will no longer be random because they're putting in an idea and then it influences what the quantum random number generator is doing and then feeds them back something that's no longer random where in there is the quantum connection happening like that person's on the quantum level so (laughs) what we're saying is if we're finding evidence of quantum events and i'll just call it that happening in our brain cells the idea being that when you link up with a quantum random number generator then you're going to have a quantum connection because you have a brain that has quantum things happening in it Yes. I'm so right, lost right, right. with what all this is. So tell me again though, with the, what you just described, those two... The two entangled particles. Entangled particles. What is entanglement? In, entanglement. So they, I don't think they know quite what it is. They uh-huh. know what effect it has. And the effect it has is that any two particles that come into contact with each other or that, that interact with each other throughout the history of anything. So if you think about it, like from the big, if you believe in the Big Bang Theory, then every particle is probably coming into contact with every other particle, right? Oh. Depending on what you believe that is. But uh, let's say that, you know, you and I shake hands. I mm-hmm. go fly out to, you know, the particles on our hands have just interacted. Yeah. I go fly out to San Francisco. Uh, you're still over here on the East Coast. And those particles are still entangled sure okay but the, then the idea being though you already have we already haven't had entanglement with every other yes particle oh so, yeah no so, so that, going back to then the, the that's a theory the too that like, rando 
what keep, what's the name of the app? Rando. Randonautica. <laughs> Randonautica. That it's based on, well, why don't they call it? That sounds way cooler. Why don't they say this This is a quantum entanglement based app that allows it's you to. Too, re- it's not sexy enough. Oh, it's it's cool. Like to, the, that then theoretically allows you to reconnect at the quant with with a with our quantum radiation array that that you are already entangled with look i don't even think that they use a real true quantum uh, quantum random number generator because it's really expensive to do calculations on a on a quantum computer these days yeah like you have to pay for time you can you there are emulators yeah so to speak virtual um quantum machines that that you can like rent from amazon and then you can like go in and do some quantum programming and it's supposed Ooh. to it mimics you know the acts of uh, the other question i have is all of these people it's going to give you it's got to give you a location that's within a reasonable distance right do you tell it how you you give it a radius and so it's not random in that way either it's random within 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 yeah. okay these are claims, right? Yeah. Like nobody's seen the source code for this thing, and and nor are we asking for it because that's really unfair. This guy made a mint, which is great. Um, but he's making these these outrageous claims, and maybe not outrageous, but he's making these claims that he's using quantum computing or quantum random number generating, whatever he thinks that means. Yeah. In order to do this. Now, either way, like if you think about it from the random number generator, from what we talked about with the pair experiment and with um, that other experiment with the random number generators, where there seemed to be some kind of correlation between large events in human history and Mm. random number generators doing something different. Yeah. That's more likely, right? And not not that quantum isn't, but uh, we just don't know enough about it yet. And so it doesn't matter that it doesn't matter. It uses a random number generator that utilizes a computer and algorithm in order to do that. And it still possibly could be influenced by us. Now, whether that's supernatural or not, whether that is um, paranormal or not, uh, I don't know. I think it's it raises this interesting question that people who go in here are hoping that their thoughts have power are hoping that their intentions have an impact on the world around them and that's a really neat idea and what you're saying is yeah maybe at a at a some physical level that's true because your thoughts represent a an organic happening in your brain like the firing of neurons and an electrical and chemical and mechanical like these things happening that that these and we don't we don't even know at the subatomic level what's going on when you when you think when you have a thought it could so that's so cool to think about at that level but it seems really it's very self-referential to to be like my thought about what I want to see today is going to affect a computer in this way. I don't think most people are even thinking about it that way. Yeah. They're just like, I want to go see yeah. something spooky. I want to, I want to get creeped out. Yeah. I want to get, you know, I want to have an adventure. Yeah. And I'm going to be able to tell this computer where that will ha or tell this computer I want that and it will tell me where to find it. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I think the idea here now is for us to actually try this out because like I mentioned at the beginning, we're actually at the, uh, what did I say? The apex of the something of the something, yeah. but we're at, we're at the inception of something that is the be- the start of a paranormal tale, yeah. right? And we're here for it and we have access to it, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like somebody who saw a ghost in a specific location that we have to go to that location with that certain EMF reader or whatever it is. Like these, this is an app that's available on everybody's phone and it's free mm-hmm. um, for the most part i think there are certain things you have to pay for i'm going to do like more than one a day or something like that you have to pay for it which is fair Mm -hmm. there has been a pseudo scientific collection of data via social media right it's not not controlled not a controlled environment by any stretch of the imagination it is uh highly uncontrolled Mm -hmm. in many ways because it's tiktok Mm -hmm. pun intended 
with the regulation thing and uh, people stealing your data. Um, so with that being said, we want to be a data point. Yeah. Well, and I think I think the creator knows about self-fulfilling prophecy, the creator of the app. I think that he knows that people will find something to be to spark their interest or to spark a connection back to what they said their intention was. That they, he knows about expectancy theory. He knows about you could call it self-priming if you want to, but priming is usually more some external thing primed you, whereas expectancy is this is what I want, this is what my intention is, and I will find it. It's emotional reasoning, confirmation bias, whatever. I think he knows about that. So he's counting on that, influencing the number of people who have a good experience with his app. And we're going to be some of those people. What are we going to put in? We got to put in paranormal. Okay. We got to be looking for a paranormal experience. You're not expecting to find one. For we are the paranormal outsiders. (laughs) I'm not expecting to find one. No. No, but I'm hoping to find one. Oh, okay. So there's hope. There's hope. Mm-hmm. So there's why don't you just There's always in, hope, Anna. Put in hope. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. No. Um, Paranormal. Okay. Paranormal experience is what we're looking for. Okay. So if we go someplace and a ghost starts going, boogity, 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 mm-hmm. boogity. what if it sends us to an abandoned building? That's not paranormal. How an did abandoned they know? building isn't paranormal. Yeah. And there's therein lies the you and I aren't likely to be scared by something that we know is pretty mundane. Right. So if we have a paranormal experience, yeah, it'll be a little more. I don't want to say believable. That's not fair. Yeah. It'll be a little more uh, believable. Surprising. <laughs> it'll be more surprising if we yeah. uh, if we go there. And we uh, so anyway, we've talked a lot. Okay. We will be back. We'll be back in like two seconds for you guys. But we are going to get set up and go on our rando nautica adventure we're going to be some rando knots we're going to set our intentions to paranormal experience and we're going to bring you along for the ride rando okay so here we are two seconds later as promised uh obviously the audio is going to be a little funky sorry about that it's because we're in a car (laughs) Mm -hmm. we're using totally different recording equipment we hope you'll be able to hear us don't worry, the sound of us opening cans is not beer. No, it is it's club soda. the sweet, sweet taste of club soda. Okay, so let's get this started. We got, I'm going to start the app up here. Randonautica. Oh yeah, like heaters kicking on. If you hear the sound of a jet engine, that's just the sound of our car turning the AC on. Okay. So we definitely want to, um, how, how far away do we want to go? 1.6 kilometers sounds really small, right? Yeah. That, that's good. Power. Is that the default? 1.6 kilometers? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, visualize your intention. Paranormal experience. Mm-hmm. Paranormal experience. Paranormal experience. Okay. Were you doing that? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Um, oh, this is still in our neighborhood. Okay. Okay. That's probably someone's yard or something. Okay, we are starting our journey. We are driving. Who could walk? It would take 12 minutes to walk. Okay, we're going to drive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here, you want to get my navigator? Sure. Okay. I'm the navigator. All right, so we are backing up. If you hear the other sound of a spaceship, that is just the sound of my car backing up. It sounds like a spaceship sometimes. Mm-hmm. If you know, you know. Let's just put it that way. Mm. Also, can you make sure this doesn't slide? Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, I, I just ran over something. Mm. I'm just kidding. Paranormal. 
Um, oh, I should probably take these headphones off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right, that's a little bit better. Uh-huh. Although, I guess it would be super dangerous. Anyway, okay, so we're driving. We have our intention set to paranormal experience. How are you feeling, Anna? I'm feeling open-minded. Okay. And curious. Okay. But also a little nervous that we're creeping around our own neighborhood. It's our own neighborhood. If we get in trouble, like, people are going to be like, what are you doing here? I'll be like, we live here. Shut up. No, I won't say shut up. But I will say, you know, it's fine. Mm -hmm. We're going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. We're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. We're taking a right here. Taking a right. Okay. Taking a paranormal right. <laughs> Hold on to your paranormal buns. That's interesting. That guidance to keep your mind on your intention. Oh yeah, keep thinking about paranormal stuff. Did it say to keep doing that on the entire drive? It just said while it was generating. So you okay. send your mind waves to the uh, the quantum random number generator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you all can hear that we have a very bumpy road. Um, we don't pay a lot of taxes, <laughs> so our roads are crap. Just a regular road. We're keeping our mind. Let's keep our minds focused. I like that idea. Yeah. Let's keep our minds focused on a paranormal experience. It's okay. a dark night. It's a clear night. It's a clear, dark night. Uh, a warm night. Um. Approximately 74 degrees outside with a dew point of 8.2. I don't know what any of that means. Okay, we're taking a left. Mm -hmm. All right. No one on the road. There's nobody out. That is somewhat, I mean, technically that's paranormal. There's there's usually people walking around. Okay, (laughs) you tell me the difference between paranormal and atypical. Let's put a pin in that. Okay. Oh, now it says we have to stop at the stop sign and get out and, and walk. walk. But I don't feel comfortable walking straight ahead would be into someone's yard. Yeah, that's someone's house. We're not walking into someone's no. house. But we are here. So So do let's... we just if we if you go left, it kind of looks like it's between these two houses. Okay. Like if you were to go turn left and just kind of not suspiciously slow down and we can look between the two houses but we don't have any light yeah it's super dark i don't see anything no so you see we're driving past the point now yeah but you know what's on the other side of that house um, is that where the cemetery is? I think that's where the cemetery... Oh, no, it's still... It's okay, it's still, off, it's it's off a, from the cemetery. There's another house behind that house. Let's, so you could go Let's go on the other side. The yeah, let's go on the other side. Let's do that. And also, everybody, just so you know, one of the things we're not going to do is we're not going to get up and walk on anybody's property. No. There are some crazy things going on in society right now where people are getting shot for no reason. People who should who actually have kind of a right to be somewhere uh, are getting shot on other people's property. Who are property. not suspiciously walking onto people's property. No. Like, if we did shot. it, I'd be, like, sitting there with, like, a microphone and headphones. Yeah, like, they could think I, I was, really like, some kind of creeper. I really wouldn't blame anyone for being scared of if us. Some, I would never blame anybody for shooting me. I'm just, you know, <laughs> that's that's just the kind of guy well, I am. you're just asking for it all I, the time. I am. Um, 
Is this the road? Oh, can I take oh, a right you here? You can take a right here. And then we'd be the house kind of okay. in the middle. Here of we go. This is, I've never been here before. I've never actually, I don't, have we been down this road? I've never been down this road. Let's find out what happens down this road. Taking it, we're looking around. We're Again, we do have some street lights, but there are some very unlit areas. Yeah. And so, like, there's like a street light, and then you know, you, you all know how what street lights look like, I'm sure. Yeah. So. Um, and here we go. Okay. This there's a car coming, so bend. we'll let this car kind of go. If you slow down at this bend, it's supposedly right. There's a green light. I see a green light back there. Oh, there's a green do you light. You see a green light back there? Is it a? That's right where. It's is it a will of the wisp? Back up, or you can't back up in the middle of the road. I guess no, you could. I guess I can. Let's back up and like our backup camera. Oh, no, there's a car coming. Oh, wait, no, there's not. No, there's not. So I'm so backing up. My backup camera doesn't show any ghosts or specters. No. You see that little green light? Okay, there is a car coming. Okay. Let's loop. Yeah, we'll loop back around. Let's loop back. There's a paranormal amount of bikes in that guy's garage. And look at all these pavers. Yeah. <laughs> There are a paranormal amount of pavers <laughs> that they're using to build this house. Okay, paranormal experience. Paranormal experience. How are we looking? What are we doing? So look to your left. Okay, do you see left. anything? Because it should be back, back farther. Okay, I do see the green light. You see the green uh, light. That's like a pool light or something. It's, it's like... teeny tiny little green LED yeah. light. That's the only thing back in the direction of... Um, Why don't we loop back around? Because this is actually farther okay. than between the ha two houses okay. was on the other street. And you street. know what? That, that house does kind of look abandoned. So I think it might have taken us to it because look at how overgrown everything is. Oh. So I think it did take us, but again, to me, like you asked me, you were like, um, if somebody showed you, if like we went, we got to, went to an abandoned place, is that par that's not paranormal to me? No. No. Sorry. <gasps> a bunny rabbit. <gasps> oh, whoa. whoa. We whoa. just saw a bunny rabbit just spontaneously hop about a foot and a half in the air. Dude, that was more than a foot and a half. That was like was three like, feet in the air. It? That thing jumped so high. That was so cute. That was awesome. Okay. No paranormal experiences. No, but what if you? But a very I saw so there's an object back there. There might be like a boat trailer. Oh, or something. okay. But people live in both of these houses. Yeah. It's just a little strip of trees in between their houses where the bunny was heading toward. Okay. And making a very exaggerated hop to get there. Okay. Well, you know what? I honestly, I think I, I think we should do another one. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Let's do it. Why not? Why not? I mean, did you save that one? Uh, Can you save? I don't know how to save. Okay. I don't know what that means. Can you go back and just like take a screenshot? Just because I am, I want to take a walk there tomorrow. And okay. I think I, I could tell you where it is. Yeah, I would remember too, but we don't, yeah. Okay. That's fine. So we're going to come, there's nobody coming right now, so let's start our journey. Here we go again. Are you ready? Yeah. Focus on paranormal experience. Paranormal experience. Paranormal experience. Paranormal experience. Paranormal experience. Okay. This is, I think. Okay. This is this is actually outside. Okay. Good. Okay. Let's let's do this. Okay. Part two. Take two. Part two. Let's do this.
you were thinking. Go ahead. Paranormal experience, you know, all of the stereotypes, schema that gets activated in my brain. But also the little park right in front of us. Like, what if it brought us into the woods right there in that little park? That'd be a lot easier because at least that's like a public land that we could walk down and yeah. not have to worry about anybody freaking out. Yeah. Cause, and it's not closed yet because yeah. it's, it's not even 10 o'clock. Oh, right here. Right? Sorry. Yeah. So with that, with it, this raises questions about liability issues if you're directing people to walk on private property. Right. So I am fairly sure that when I agreed to all the terms and services for the application itself, I agreed that I would not do anything dangerous okay. or go on any private property yeah. or trespass or anything like that. So, so. completely covered. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to go up to the stop sign and turn right. We're going and then go left at the main street there. Here we go again on another adventure. I'm feeling good about this one. Okay. The other one I was kind of like, eh, it's still in our neighborhood. Like, I don't care. Um, but now I'm like, okay, we're going out of our neighborhood. Let's find, yeah, this is like, now we're, you know, and this is part of it, right? We're exploring our world. We're, we're doing something. Oh, it's so interesting. I had the opposite reaction. Like, it's in our own neighborhood. That would be so interesting. <laughs> That's where all the paranormal stuff is. To happens. find something in your own backyard. About that, okay. But if you want to go, you're you're wanting to go on an adventure, right? But I want to go on a paranormal adventure, which should be able to happen anywhere, theoretically. Oh well, wherever the dead may roam. Sure. Okay. Where are we going up to? All that right. Way. Okay, I've never been down here before. Have you? I have. You have. I have. I took wrong turn. Oh. And I cut through this road. Okay, this is a little bit not well as lit. It's kind of a crappier street. Yeah, this is not a common okay. cut through. And um, there's on the right. As far as I can so tell. take a look on the right. It's on the right. Focus on paranormal experience okay, on the right. It's coming up right, like right. Wait, stop. Right here, right here, at the, where this tree is. The tree. It's a paranormal tree. Anything? I see a tree. Okay. There's a hole in it. Looks like a woodpecker hole. Okay. There's nothing paranormal about that. We got woodpeckers in this area. Mm -hmm. But is it the tree or is it like... Stop? It's like a mouth that's talking to us. Is it a paranormal tree? No. It's it like just there's a... Grandmother Willow from Pocahontas? Yeah, I don't think we need to linger here much longer. Mm -hmm. I don't see anything paranormal. I don't hear anything. I guess, you know, we could roll down our window. Yeah, we could do that. Let's we do that. Okay, yeah. We'll, all of our, we'll go back. We'll loop back around. Now you can hear the cricket. We have our windows rolled down this time. This might yield different results because, yeah. again, sometimes paranormal things aren't visual. Sometimes Great. they're auditory. Sometimes they're olfactory, mm -hmm. right? Lots yeah. of lots of smells. Crazy world. Mm -hmm. Lots of smells. Sometimes mm -hmm. perfume of an old lady, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. That's the thing that a lot of people are like, oh, I smelled the perfume of an old lady. Um, and there hasn't been an old lady lady living here for a hundred years. Old lady perfume. Mm -hmm. You can buy that anyway. You sure can. <laughs> okay. Let's listen. I'm going to stick the microphone out there real quick. Mm -hmm.
pretty quiet. I'm going to take the microphone and put it back in here. Pretty quiet. Um, pretty calm night. Nothing crazy. Maybe we picked up an EVP. Yeah, we'll go back and listen. Okay. All right. Well, I think that concludes this um, trial. And again, we're just, we're just one data point, or this point, maybe two. Mm -hmm. Two data points um, in the the grand scheme of rando not uh, but our intention was not met so uh, I guess chalk this one up to uh, it doesn't work <laughs> right yeah is that I fair guess we could say that I, you guess we could say that. I guess I, it's an interesting thing because you know we are not are now are we officially paranormal investigators now oh god <laughs> because we don't have the right equipment we don't have EMF readers. I think we've said before we... that we are not qualified <laughs> to do that. Right. So we were just randonauting. And... We're just a couple of randonauts. And so what did not happen is the subjective experience of what our intention was. Right. And that's what the app claims will happen. Because we supposedly by setting an intention at an influence on the geographic location that was given to us by the random number generator okay so we <laughs> did we did not have the experience we were looking for um you know we'll go back and listen to this but other than that um thanks for joining us this week uh if you have uh any anything you'd want us to take a look at anything you want us to talk about if you have any questions for us feel free to email us at uh, stories at paranormaloutsiders.com we're uh we're always checking that and uh until next week yeah thanks for joining us